Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Oh, God, I'm getting so sick. I can hear myself getting sick that's the sound of me getting sick these are getting worse as they go but i'm alex <laughs> let's hear it for the sick boys i'm justin i'm pete and we are going to be talking about gen v season the one v. episode seven sick now i say season one because between the time we taped the last episode and the time we're taping this episode the show has officially been picked up for season two so that's pretty Woo-hoo! exciting not only that but they said uh, this is eric kripke i believe in an interview that season one of gen v is essentially going to end in a handoff to the boys season four and then boys season four what? will do the same thing doing a handoff to gen v season two cinematic what? universe baby and perfect timing because this episode felt like that you know Right. Yeah. So spoilers. We should say that up front. I know we say that every episode, but spoilers here. If you haven't watched it on Prime Video, go watch it because we're going to spoil the heck out of it. But yeah, big season finale vibes of this with still one episode to go after this. But we are having the gang all news about what's going on in the woods. They're making a plan to take it down. And the plan, of course, goes terribly wrong on multiple levels. Horribly wrong. Horribly wrong. First, as Kate is sent to take out out Shetty, even though everybody doesn't really trust her, she ultimately does in the absolute worst way possible. In the meantime, we find out how Shetty really feels about Kate. We get a bunch of... Of big cameos, including Mallory, Mallory, excuse me, Butcher's Mal. old Mal, old boss, shows up. Yeah, we great also to get see Victoria her. Again. I was Newman. Like, oh, oh, the, the, uh, yeah, the her, lady her from name, the, lady. from because she and then one time they went to her house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that friend, that friend, I went to her house one time, and yeah. uh, the other big one, of course, is Victoria Newman, aka the head popper. Newman who is now running for vice president, shows up in a town hall at Godalkin University. Marie tries to take the information about the woods to her, finds out some big revelations about herself, specifically that Newman is also a bloodbender or whatever we're calling this. Head popper. Got a couple of head poppers. Got a couple of head poppers. And yeah, she is also her um, not supporter. What's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, Candidate. Matter factor. Benefactor, yes, that's the word that I'm looking for. Um, So we get that, and then by the end of the episode, Cardoza is also dead because his head gets popped. So Newman has all of the virus. Shetty also slits her own throat on Kate's command. 
Later, and Dean Shetty. That's how you get revenge on the Dean right there. That's oh, that's getting the Dean that back. That was the original <laughs> ending of Animal House, actually. Yeah, I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah. You think it's fun to hit golf yeah. balls at a horse, man. Just do the and old slip throw. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh. He's like, I'm a really, really great. Maybe your best impression. <laughs> Thank you so much. Anyway, like I said, I could not believe this episode how hard it went on everything like legitimate i don't know what they have to say after this at this point because they took out the two main villains in this episode the virus is gone wild well it's in a it's in a vial it's not like it's gone it's in sure but i think the implication there is that newman is probably going to take it into the boys season four because i feel like that's the plot of the boys season oh, yeah. four at this point. Yeah. I, I think we're going to see all of that more. Mm-hmm. And, and let me just say, like, watching this, looking beyond just the boys Gen V universe into, say, your Marvel or DC uh, cinematic universes that are struggling and have been struggling for a while, to see this pulled off about. at such a high level where they are dovetailing so nicely. Granted, it's just two sh- TV shows, but the writing's awesome. The action's amazing. The acting is fantastic. Like, this show is is just crushing it right now, and it's so interesting watching this at the same time we're watching a show called Loki. And to compare and contrast just hey, what— Hey, let's not take what, shots here, guy. What Compare and contrast what each of these shows prioritizes is really interesting. And not to offend Pete, number one Marvel boy— uh, but uh, this show just... I also like DC like animated saying, stuff. <laughs> and like you're saying, Alex, leaves it all on the table. Yeah. Pete, what did you think about this one? You seemed kind of frustrated before we got on, so I'm a little worried you didn't like this episode. No, Is that I, because you're anti-people slitting their own throats? Because I'm I pro- am. I'm I, even I, pro that. No, no. I, I, that was I my platform where I ran for mayor and Eric to. Adams won, and he's worse somehow. You know, it's frustrating when you ask my opinion <laughs> and then you fucking talk over me. Uh, I think it's one of those things Welcome where to the show. I don't know what you've heard, but I'm very much against people slitting throats. Even when they're mind controlled, it's not a good look and uh, really hard to watch. Um, but I I enjoy the show very much. The Sam Emma of it all is very exciting. And I was really disappointed with the old you stay here. I'll go for three hours and hope nothing happens. And it's like, oh, God, haven't you guys ever seen a TV show? This is a horrible idea. But, uh, yeah, I loved all the action. Ton of stuff goes down this app. I'm excited for what's to come. Uh, but, man, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Team Sam and Emma all day. Definitely want to talk about that again. Are you okay? I want to throw out two things that struck me in the episode. <laughs> One thing. Yay. Yay. Oh, Celebrate. Boy. Yes. For anybody listening on the podcast, if you make a peace sign on Zoom now, brings up a bunch Only of Only if you do the update, bro. Only I if you updated your I don't know. Yeah, you got two move. people who don't, don't update. Two and people. One who does. Driving me insane. Oh, my God. So stupid. So anyway. It's so stupid. Why would they do it's, that? I'm not it's embarrassing it. for you specifically. It and is. It is. <laughs> Go ahead. It's hard to take you seriously as any I, kind I of know. Authority. I know that. Otherwise, I'm very serious. So, first thing, last Why episode, so I was joking about. We we were talking. You brought up, I think, Justin, the idea that Shetty was very similar to Butcher, and I was joking and being like, "Oh, they're never going to do a thing where Butcher's going to show up and be like, this lady's just like me.'" 
and they did. And, and my response was, my response was, yes, they would, and, and we nailed did, it. Yeah, they did. Basically, what are you the about? butcher didn't show up. They did Mallory. the next best thing. Mallory was yeah. like, you know, you remind me of a guy I kind of work with. Yeah, who has was, rage issues as well, and I was like, all right, <laughs> I get it. You don't have to underline it. But I, I loved that connect. Mm-hmm. We did call it, which is crazy to me because we're psychopaths. And <laughs> and I thought it, it really works, though. Again, it shows the blurred and gray areas, blurred lines and gray areas that this both of these shows are all about. And the fact that we learned at the same time why Shetty hates soup so much because of the uh, the flight. the Is it Oceanic or is that the yeah, airline for Lost? Yeah, uh, trans- it is. It's a reference to Lost, but it's Trans-Oceanic Flight 37. We find out when Marie and Jordan are snooping through Shetty's files that her husband and daughter, her husband, who is 46 years old, and her daughter, Lily, who is 11 years old, were wow. on – Transoceanic Flight 37, which is the one right back at the beginning of The Boys, was taken out by Homelander. There was some terrorist action. He was like, ah, screw it, and just started killing people. And that's been a huge comeback. And And Maeve was there, too. And they sort of, she witnessed the whole thing. She's like, maybe we shouldn't do this. And he's like, who cares? And that's where we first find out that Homelander is, you know, the ultimate bad guy here, potentially. And I, what a great origin to flash that back to her, to Shetty's origin story here. So uh, this was the second thing that I wanted to bring up. I'm going to really, I'm going to start doing two this way so it doesn't bring up the balloons. Um, this is the second, or it's maybe like I one. shouldn't do that don't at all. Don't be scared of balloons. It's an audio podcast. I don't need to make the symbol too. The, uh, I, this was thrilling. Like I giggled out loud when this revelation happened, well, just because it's bringing these worlds so close together. And I was like, "Oh yeah. shit, here we go." I thought this is Homelander's fault. You giggled when the guys. Yeah, I love slid. throat slitting, and I love when somebody's entire family is killed in a plane crash. Those are two. Oh things man, that that's dark. Yeah, that's sorry. very dark. Um, so thrilling to have that sort of note of bringing the worlds together. But I did think there was an element of it that was a little frustrating because it made Shetty's motivation external to the show Gen V and to the events of the show Gen V. When I want it to be something that deals with something that we've seen already in these first seven episodes or potentially are getting in the last eighth episode. And I felt that a little bit in her final speech where they were like, wait, this is about Homelander? And she's like, yes, Homelander killed my entire family. But also, I hate the rest of you, and I'm going to kill you with the virus. And I was like, eh, it, it works, because I see these shows and I like these shows, but it should have been something about the students, about the show, about the school. It's yeah, a, she could have been like, I hate learning and people who are trying right. to learn. Yeah, she might have been books. like, no more teachers, no more books. There no we more. go. Teachers, dirty looks. I don't know how that goes. Yeah, uh, that's what it is. No more sneakers. No more books. I believe because mm-hmm. of Jim. Yeah. Uh, the uh, no I, I, interesting point, but I I actually liked it a lot because while it was external to this show, it was still like a character and characters that loom large over it. So to touch her out there, I think is. I enjoyed that they were bringing that in, especially event that if you for some reason have never seen the boys, you can still understand that a plane being crashed by a soup and losing your family would make you hate them. So, Mm -hmm. like, I I buy it even if you hadn't seen the boys. But what I like about it even more 
and especially at the end, she becomes she goes from being the big boss to a mini boss at the end of this. She gets sort of like a, a bad speech. She loses her status as the mastermind here mm-hmm. because I think the show is saying she's not the big boss. The big boss, I believe, to make a prediction for next episode, is the split that's about to happen in this team about how they're going to how hard they're going to go and whether they're going to sort of sacrifice their futures for the chance to do what's right and maybe break out of the Godolkin cycle that uh, that Newman is telling Marie You're talking about, to go you do. You feel like the, the students that we've been watching is going to split and there's going to be a good group of students and a bad group of students is what you're saying. Well, I think Sam's exposure to Rufus's worldview and then mm-hmm. the, the sort of riot that breaks out at the Newman speech – is going to be what I think next episode is about, and that's going to cause a fissure. I think they're going to have to end up fighting Sam, uh, and like maybe Andre's in there. Marie will maybe switch sides. I think it's an internal team battle is where we're going to end no. the season. So the real boss is like the worldview and POV mm-hmm. of who should have power in a world where there are soups. I, I think that's well, a fair I, way. Of, oh, go ahead, Pete. Sorry. I just wanted to say, I hope you're wrong, Justin, because I don't, I, you know, this team just got, I mean, they're barely a team. They're barely working together. And I don't want to see them split up. I would love to see them try to fight Vought or try to come together and be a team. Fight Vought, like go fight a corporation? Yeah, man. Like by by Let's not do buying it. like you Vought, I mean? Vought Doritos or something? Like, what are you saying? I mean, you don't want to buy Vought and Do, the soda that um, is bad for you? (laughs) Versus our Um, real world Mountain Dew, which is very good for you. Which is great for you. It's so so Sailors used to drink Mountain Dew so they didn't get scurvy. Yeah, I just, I hear what you're saying, Justin. It makes a lot of sense. I just, uh, I hope you're a little bit wrong because uh, we're just getting this team together and I'm just starting to like them. So I I agree. It makes a lot of logical sense. Sam versus Emma. Sam versus Emma, you have to choose who lives and who dies. <laughs> That's too, I hate that. I'm going to go well, Team Emma on this. Buckle up, Whoa. kid. <laughs> oh, I hate that. I could never decide Emma. 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 Definitely Emma. Emma. All day. I Emma. would love it if Emma lived. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to derail anymore. Uh, Zalbatron, were you going to make a point? No, I, I think I'm glad I heard your point as well, because I agree with you. It's very pleasing to see this team coming together. But like yeah. Justin's pointing out, I think that's a very apt point because the whole season has been nonstop discussions in a very, in a more complicated way than a lot of other modern superhero shows about being a hero and being a villain. And what does that mean? Not being a hero villain, but like hero versus a sellout essentially is the idea here. Like, are you just going to go with this corporation and be a mouthpiece or are you going to do what your powers actually give you a possibility of doing? Yeah, it's that thing of like that. Yeah, like just because you love Mountain Dew, does that mean mm-hmm. you're like, a, you know, a part of the problem? You know what I mean? Do and the answer can... for you is yes, I believe. Yes. Right? Oh, like you would me. choose, you would choose to go to Mountain Dew University and continue to become. <laughs> no, I wouldn't like, sell out my friends or family for that opportunity. But if I, I know I, for you... a fact you would. If there was a, <laughs> uh, if me and a bunch of Mountain Dew were drowning, 
I would see you in the uh, under the sea. No, because I know you'd be taking home that. That is, you know, I'll throw a life vest around with Mountain Dew, but I wouldn't. You know, you have a family. You know what I mean? I couldn't. I couldn't let you die. So does Mountain Dew. Have you ever been to a supermarket? Mountain Dew has lots of cousins and brothers. Oh man, those little ones are so cute. There's Coder's Papa Code Red. There's Grandpa (laughs) Dew. Then you got Barry Blast, cousin Barry Blast, or whatever. Baja Blast. Baja Blast. I, I yeah, I just Bob Last is in town for the. I'm weekend. worried about Newman and Marie because wait, all that. Can I just finish well, up what I was going to yeah. say about Justin's point? Is I I hadn't really thought of it that way, but I do think that's a smart way of thinking about it. If that's how they're going to go in terms of clearing out Shetty, clearing out Cardoza, clearing out the virus. This thing that we thought of as the overarching plot of the season, when in fact it does that thing of clearing that stuff out. So we really can focus on the main characters in the last episode. If that's the way we go. Um, I like, I like that take. Yeah, that makes, it, that makes it makes me feel a little sense. better about the ending there. Yeah. Good, good. I'm here to make you feel what? better. Thanks man. And Pete feel a little bit worse about his soda choices. <laughs> but you. what I was going to say is, uh, I mean, it, it's a nice, cause it's not even as simple as like sell out or just be a hero. It's like, you can it's this happened with Starlight sell a lot. A little in, bit. In, you know, you can. Well, everyone is that's the point is everyone sells out a little bit. But this was what Starlight's plot me, focused man. on it in previous seasons of I the stay boys. Real like, here on by the boys podcast. Yeah. <laughs> our corporate this is an Amazon corporate uh, mm-hmm. supporting podcast. Yes. Uh, but Starlight ended up having to be working in a system and trying to make it better, a corrupt system. Or working outside the system like the boys to try to take it down. And I think that's the same choice that Marie is given. That's what I'm trying to. Yeah, exactly. Because she is being tempted with the, yeah, but think of how much you could do if you were on the seven, you know, you could really, but I think the other side of that is if you are trying to make the existing corrupt system better, you're still propping up the corrupt system. Mm -hmm. And on the other side, if you go outside the system to try to take it down, your life sucks the entire time and it's misery. So it's like, these are complicated choices that there isn't a right answer to, really. And that's where well, I love having these characters. Well, so I just disagree a, because obviously. Can I just the, give a the, brief the, overview of the Newman Marie plot, just in, in case people forgot or they're listening to this later or whatever? So Marie manages to sneak inside of the town hall where a riot breaks out between soups and non soups. Nobody knows that Newman is actually a soup. And she goes backstage, sees Marie there. Reveal she's the benefactor, reveal she has blood powers as well. She basically can do the same things as Marie. And then, like we're saying, Marie tells her the stuff about the woods, and then she gives her a choice. And she says, look, you can go your path. You can be a superhero. You can go rogue. And they're going to shut you down and throw you back in the facility immediately or alternately. You can keep a little quiet and ultimately go directly to the seven, be the first black woman in the seven. I'll be the vice president. We'll work together and make things better inside. But and I don't know if this is what you're going to say, Pete. I think the thing that also makes it more complicated is Newman is not trustworthy at all. So she is presenting a choice. But whatever choice she's presenting is serving her as well. Well, that's what what I wanted to say was the real choice is to suffer, live uh, outside of the umbrella of money and uh, fame and suffer and try to take it down from the outside. Um, That's that's, what you do? Is that what you say you would do as a person, Pete? Yes, I'm saying that in if I was one of the students, that that's the choice that I would make. Um, You know, I think uh, we should go outside the system, the three of us. And try to make a road podcast in the middle of the woods. 
Yeah. Like the real world. Maybe we, we could shake this place no down. No microphones. This is owned by, we got this from Amazon. No laptops. That's from Apple. We're just going to go totally nude in front of some trees talking about the boys. What do you guys think? Yeah. Well, I mean, you joke, <laughs> but that's how it started. We did a live show with, that's you know, how just in front started. of. Uh, just in front of people, there was no kind of recording. completely nude. Tell the whole thing. We were completely nude in front <laughs> no, of people. We, we were not, and it was I in was, the woods. I mean, it was a black box theater. It's kind of like the woods, basically the true. woods. Yeah, <laughs> definitely a lot of bugs. Yep. Yeah, yep. just like the woods. Uh, what are we talking about? Why don't we go back to the beginning? Oh yeah, Wait, Justin. before we go, to, just on the Newman Marie stuff, I just think it's so smart the way they've slow played Marie as a power player. I talked about this a little bit in previous podcasts, but it takes such great just measured writing to go from this this girl whose power she isn't in control, and they're just like slinging sharp pieces of your insides blood everywhere and they've meticulously step by step step given her a little bit more power and to reveal that uh that newman one of the most powerful soups in the boys show who like literally changed the course of the world with how powerful she was when she popped all the heads at that press conference like they've put marie right there beside her and that's just that is so i just thought that was so nuanced and smartly played out for us Totally agree with you on Marie's arc. It's also interesting, like we've been talking about, to see them add in new iterations of her powers that make total sense every episode. Like here, Newman challenges her. She sense things in people's Mm -hmm. blood, you know? Which makes a lot of sense. No pun intended. Oh, boy. I did not mean that. But uh, for real, I think like they're creating extensions that do connect to the rest of her powers. It doesn't feel like they're overpowering her so much as exploring the different iterations of what she can do, which is nice. I also liked... Uh, I was worried last episode about Marie and Jordan to get on the relationship front, but they seem yeah. pretty strong. They have a really cute seed in front of that wall of ads where they figure out what they're going to do together. I like that couple. I, I agree. Before I, while we're still talking about Marie, though, I do think, though, realistically, she should take her powers and just think about, like, she could open up a doctor's office and be like, mm-hmm. you have high blood pressure. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to test the blood. I mean, there's no labs. You know, you could just go and she would know all these things. Uh, I just think that, like, you know, that's what she should really do with her powers. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I will also give a shout out to Jess. Be a cuff, a blood pressure cuff. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You know, there's other would- things you can sense in the blood. You know what I mean? She could stand in the back of a CVS and just uh, tell people like, hey, take it easy. Reduce your salt. <laughs> take it yeah, easy. exactly. I'm great with that. I be. love that guy. <laughs> that's why I go to- so- oh, thanks. You're yeah, right. That- I am. That's why I go to CVS instead of Walgreens, because CVS has the take it easy guy. I yeah, oh, guy. I love that guy. Oh my god. Hey, take it easy. Yeah, I think it. he might just be a guy who lives in the neighborhood. Really? All right. I don't <laughs> think so. They probably hire him. He asked me to buy him beer once. I don't know if he's a pharmacist. The, I wanted to just give a shout out to Jazz Sinclair and her acting job in that final she- scene when Kate stops her from saving Shetty and she's just begging oh, her. Yeah, she's yeah. like, please let me yeah. help her. And then she's like, I'm sorry, Got you it. have to relive this. It's like, yeah, I, actually, it's a huge deal that yeah. she has to relive her parents dying again. Like, oh, so my God. Let's jump over to Kate then since we're talking about her, because 
we get to see a lot of different nuance with her in this episode. First, now she can hear people's thoughts. She can hear that people don't trust her. Jordan definitely doesn't trust uh. her. Andre doesn't really trust her either. But they seem to be in slightly better place. Like Kate's trying clearly really hard to win over Andre, who we'll probably jump over to in a second because of the stuff with his dad. And then we get that great scene with Shetty where Shetty actually says, I love you. And then we get this turn at the end where Kate kills her and makes everybody watch and says, it's for all of us. And there's an exchange between Sam, her and Sam who's now been like, instantly radicalized. Justice. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, you've done? So. Justice for all of us. Um, full on heel turn from Kate at this point, like owning her villainy. What do you guys think? I well, hope I mean, not. we, we always talked about her as being potential villain uh, from even early on when it, she was sort of a, a smaller player. And then when she had the turn and she was working for Shetty the whole time. And even now, like, you know, she's been through a lot. So I think I think what we're saying and so has Sam. So I think we're saying that the soups who felt the real crush of the people around them and are really traumatized. They're, you know, going to be much more vulnerable to taking these hard turns. Like Sam just had to do a, an ice slip and slide for like a half an hour, and he's like, "I'll kill anybody." <laughs> That's well, how fun. He had, fun his, slip he and had slide. his first beer. Take it easy on him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about Sam a little bit? Then, what do we think about this right. arc for him, uh, Pete? You had to love the scene of him doing the little dance in. Well, that's why I wanted to bring up how that was. Uh, like he opens up the panty drawer, and then I'm like, "Oh God, this is going to get weird." But it's hysterical that he was just kind of like doing the finger puppet thing. I, I thought that was kind of weirdly hilarious. In a uh, in what would you think about that? You're dating somebody. You get tiny in this scenario. You're dating somebody, and you walk in, and they're doing a little dance in your underwear. You like that, Pete? I think it's kind of hilarious. Of all the things you could be doing with somebody's underwear, that's kind of a, a cute thing to do. So I, I thought it was like, and it also kind of had this puppet thing that is his deal a little bit. So it's uh, strangely hilarious. Is my point? It's <laughs> a light puppetry to it. Yeah. Is that what you call like um with if you have underpants in your hand it's sort of like puppetry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Take a little bit of puppetry. <laughs> Underwear. So uh, he does get taken in by Rufus and he gets taken over by uh, this rally. Why why does he didn't Rufus get taken he was forced to go there and then why he, did, no, like, he was forced though. Like why did Ruf, why did Rufus want him there? Yeah, right. Well, it was hard to tell, but I thought it maybe that Rufus was there for a real reason, like someone had sent him there to, and he knew that that was Sam. But at the end of the day, I think it was sort of like, no, Rufus is just a regular dick, and he saw someone who would listen to him for a second, and he then just got. He was Sam like, "Hey, my him. my dick was exploded." Um, this man yeah. So when no I say dick, regular dick, I mean yeah, yeah. very irregular dick. <laughs> Uh, yes, we do get this rally, and that's pretty tense. I'll I'll throw out there as well, not to prognosticate past the last episode of Gen V, but it definitely feels like Soup Rights and this virus are going to dovetail in the boys' season four, I think. Yeah, that I mean, some of the things they were shouting during that kind of meeting were very triggering and kind of crazy to the climate that's happening. Yeah, right now. I mean that's what the boys has already d- always done hardcore. It's going to be interesting to see how much of the setup of this next season happened here in Gen V because I'm going to guess quite a bit potentially, uh, particularly with the Victoria Newman thing running with Bobby Singer for president. So we're probably going to get more on that as well. Cameron Coleman, 
very angry, really yelling. And at he knows how to maintain a, a press conference. Mm-hmm. He just keeps rolling, even when there's a laser shooting. The even flag, when there's no the camera banner. in his direction, he's just looking yeah. out on stage and hoping it's there. The, uh, Let soup, me also throw soups lives matter. I was like, oh wow. And like they're playing with some some tricky political territory here, and that's what I love about the boys in Gen V's. Like they go hard. They satirize the big issues. Very cool. Let me make a further prediction. We, Alex, you were talking about um, Gen V as sort of X Men metaphor. Like mm-hmm. you know, they're outsiders, hated and feared. I think at the end of the season, they will go some number of the team because I think some people are going to die. Oh. Some number of the team will be go become like an X Force style rogue team mm-hmm. that is on the run, and they will come back in to the boys season four. Ooh. Crossover. Crossover. That's style. exciting. I l- let's talk about Andre. We just mentioned him, not to swerve onto something entirely different, but I thought this was a very surprising storyline. I thought we were going to really build to a polarity polarity Andre fight. But we really get the opposite here, as it turns out that Polarity, I assume, has like a stroke in the middle of his interview and needs to be taken to the hospital. He's ultimately taken to Vought Tower, if you couldn't tell exactly where he is. Uh, And he's not doing so great here at the end. Andre is hanging out with him. That was a pretty scary scene to watch just on an emotional level. Yeah, the whole like, uh, you know, it was touching to see him run to his father's side. Uh, the whole ambulance thing where everything is he's trying to help and uh, with his powers and stuff was so stressful and insane. Um, but yeah, and it was also kind of, you know, the choice that he makes to be with his father was a, a real change from where he had been. So, um, yeah, I'm worried what for, you know, what that means for the team and all that kind of stuff where decisions are being made when he's not around. Um, but yeah, him and Kate, uh, just like you, you don't even have to read his mind to know how much he distrusts her. That was just like so apparent on his face, which I thought was such a smart choice to not. But does he of, still love her? That's the question, right? Because he has so much hate for his dad, but he still loves his dad. Do you know what I mean? So like maybe he still does care for Kate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's um, true with parents, I think, a lot. I kind of feel like Kate's a little bit of an Emma Frost while we're talking about comparison to X-Men characters mm. a little bit. You can't I think that's her. a great call. Yeah. yeah. She's like Emma Frost meets Rogue meets a bunch of other things, I guess. Yeah. What I yes. was going to say about that is I thought that maybe Polarity was exposed to the virus. Oh. Okay. Oh. Yeah, potentially. I don't know. Yeah. That made me stressed because he's just he didn't out. didn't or anything on him. Or, you know. No. True, didn't. but that may have been built around that that particular power set of that kid. So I don't know. The whole thing was stressful. Yes. Very stressful to watch. Very emotional. Uh, We also didn't really talk about the beginning scene where we see a bunch of people in the woods who are infected with the virus. A lot of boils. A lot of boils. boils. Very scary to see a scary scene. So that brings me to our next part. We're talking about people who are, you know, kind of dodging uh, uh, responsibility for things. This fucking scientist, man, is to blame. Kind of like this, yeah, the fucking guy who would rather piss in somebody's liquor than do anything to. Would you drink really that real help. quick? Like, would you drink that, like on a dare or something like that? No, Justin. No, um, no. Uh, a lot of very good scotch is full of piss. 
Mm-hmm. Like when you see, when you hear about like, oh, this is a really peaty scotch. That means someone named Pete has peed in. <laughs> oh so Pete, you, you must know all about it. Very peaty. No, uh, mm. nope. Mm. Uh, Ooh, very yeah, peaty. So I really hate uh, that scientist, and I'm glad he's gone because he's been helping in such a shitty, horrible way this whole time. And then at the end, he tries to be like, "Oh no, it's your fault." But it was like, dude, you were. Well, but that's that's like we've been talking around forever with the boys and also even this very episode of Gen V. That's kind of the whole point here is these shades of gray of like, how far do you fall down the system, right? How many compromises do you make until there's absolutely nothing left and you've actually gone into villainy and is anybody wholly a villain? Like with Cardoza, he doesn't see himself as the bad guy. He wanted to create this virus for good reasons, even if they were actually bad reasons, probably. And he feels like he's been trapped into the situation. He doesn't know what to do. He feels like he does the right thing at the end and ultimately pays for it by handing this virus to somebody who's potentially is even way worse than Shetty. Um, And he doesn't know it because the system is that broken. So all of these people are grappling with these things in different ways. All of them are making choices and they are taking them to further and further choices, some of them that are very bad. Like simple choices like Sam saying, oh, I'm just going to peek my head out and see this slide. And then he hears, uh, we're soups, we can do whatever we want. And that immediately hits home with him. And he goes hog wild by the end of the episode. He's been trapped in the woods for a really long time. You know, you Mm -hmm. can't blame him for wanting to sled and have a beer. Yeah. Even though he doesn't know what a beer is really, right? Or sledding. Yeah. Uh, bummer great for points. Him. Great what points a great day. Up. What if you had a beer and didn't even know what it was? Oh, that be great? You'd be like, ooh, it's bitter. What are the bubbles? Yeah, What's going better. on? Well, well, I mean, the first bubbly. time you have a beer, it's gross. It's really... Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, and then ever after, it's bloody delicious. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Funny way he says... The way we get compassionate control in that final scene very, very much reminded me of compassionate conservatism, which I thought was a, mm. a nice mm. little touch point. You're a 21st century American hero. All great dialogue. I thought it was funny that she pulls like the blank card trick. I was like, hey, hey, murderer lady, you don't need to do a little pranks <laughs> like that. But she does. She wants him to just really <laughs> feel the slap. How many of those does she carry around? Yeah. You got you to gotta check that right away. Right. Yeah. Uh, it would have been very funny if she turned over the card and on the other side it was like, bang! Yeah, <laughs> splash. Like, like a joker. Thing. One other big revelation we should probably talk about that Chetty throws out right before she slits her own throat is that she says Godalkin is not a school. It's actually a lab to study soups. Uh, and Chetty, yeah. then she explains that she's creating the virus to kill everybody off. But yes, like you said, Pete, makes total sense. It explains a lot about what's going on, for example, like the lack of classes and things like that. Yeah, also like how <laughs> somebody's R, uh, you know, RA can just be fucking a goat a whole time and nobody whoa, whoa, really whoa, whoa. First of all, that it is an alpaca named Sloan, and okay. yeah. she might be a student who turns into an and alpaca. And secondly, all RAs are like that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever visited an RA? They do yeah. that. You That's know what why that stands RAs. for, right? RA, Raging Asshole. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, really into alpacas. The eye is very tiny. Oh, nice. I mean, one of the things that's really nice about this show is you can think like, okay, I'm going to start this next episode. I think I have an idea where this is going to go. Nope. Not one time, never. 
R A stands for Rogering Alpacas. Oh, there we go. You figured it out. Any <laughs> rudding, other rudding alpacas? Oh any God, other notes stop. from the episode you want to call out? Any other scenes or anything? Uh, shouts to the uh, the whiskey bottle piss. I'm going to say, and then uh, Emma's line. That is a normal amount of sex toys. For yeah, <laughs> yes. that, that was she had a the fun. starlight vibrator from yeah. I believe last Good season. For her. Good for yeah. her. Absolutely. Good for her. Yes. Pete, you got anything before I start talking and then you interrupt me and say one more thing? Uh, nope. Great. All right. Why don't we finish up the episode by talking about who is best boy? Who is best boy in the episode? Pete, who is your best boy? Oh, man. It's really hard because I seem like I go between Emma and Marie the whole time, you know? And I don't want to just be this one trick pony, but man, I love Emma. So let's go with Emma. <laughs> nice. Proving once again the best trick pony. I got to give it up for Marie. I was saying before how much I've loved her evolution over the series so far, and it continues and will continue into next episode. I'm a little torn. I do kind of want to give it up to Shetty just because I thought the actress was very good in this episode. Oh, my God. But yeah. I'm going to give it up to Sloan. Every time Sloan shows up at the show, it is an absolute delight. What an Weren't alpaca. you an RA, Alex? Um, I can either confirm or deny that. Uh, that makes he a lot were, of sense. He was. You're a fucking dick. If you'd like to support whatever you want to support, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about the boys and Gen V. Apple, Spotify, uh, Android, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter, Comic Book Club Live on Instagram and TikTok, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, keep hearing all those boys. What? <laughs> I really got to plan oh, look, these you out. <laughs> you can see an alpaca just behind Alex's head if you no, look. No, 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 no. Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving. Plus, high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H-E-R-O dot C-O.